0: what is going on everybody welcome into cash it i'm howard bender got adam ronis here by my side time to dig into the sports world baseball football basketball hockey soccer badminton bocce ball whatever you want to talk about adam and i got you covered here uh adam you were actually just in like this killer squash tournament i heard um and uh, and how'd you fare
1: oh absolutely crushed it won the whole thing obliterated the field no one was even close
0: to me I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. Like if there was a sport where I would be like, yeah, I could see Ronis doing it. It's squash, right? It's like a like a combo racquetball, uh, you know, tennis sort of a thing. But the ball is so fucking hard that I can just see you just drilling people in the back with it or something like that. That's how I roll. I know. I know. You can be a little mean spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. How you been doing? Because like if you ask me how I'm doing, I'm just going to say shitty and then cry and whine for the next uh, 45 minutes. So how are you doing? Maybe maybe you got to you're doing better than I am. That sounds like it. Yeah, it's been pretty good. I got no complaints right now. That's it. You're not going to tell me something fun. You went to a losing Met game. I know that. Oh, stop. I, I, you know, though, here's the thing
1: is uh I went and I knew they were going to lose because I went to game one of the doubleheader against the Braves on Monday. It was supposed to be obviously one game and they got rained out Saturday and Sunday. So one, they rescheduled in August and then the one on Sunday, they rescheduled on Monday. I couldn't stay for both games because I had to do uh, a show on Sirius 6M. The m uh, We do the live in-game betting. Uh, so I had to be back for that. If not, I would have stayed. I love doubleheaders. I mean, when I was a kid, they used to schedule doubleheaders, and I would always look at the calendar. And a lot of them were, you know, single admission. So I would go, and this one was also single admission. But I couldn't stay, and I knew they were going to lose the first game. It was Spencer Strider against Reyes. I'm so like, uh, bullpen game essentially. I was like, yeah, they're fucked. But they kept coming back, um, and they left a lot of runners on base. So they actually got to Strider. Strider only went five innings, um, yeah. and they hit several home runs, even in the ninth. Uh, Escobar hit a home run to pull them within one. So I figured they win the nightcap but they did. So yeah, it sucked to see them lose, but uh, I wouldn't. I mean, before I even got to my seat, it was three nothing. I was uh, uh, waiting online to get in, and I see Murphy hit a home run and make it three nothing. But you know, this is what I would kept saying and throughout the game. Oh, at least he's on my fantasy team. Oh, at least he's on my fantasy team. I have Sean Murphy. He was one of my top targets at catcher, so he had two homers, six RBIs. Ronald Acuna hit an absolute moonshot into the third deck. So I have him on multiple teams. So that's the only thing. That Braves team is so good. You know, we talked about it before the year. We both took them. We agreed to win the World Series in that FSGA betting contest. Uh, and they're just so good. Um, they've had injuries just like everyone else. But, man, that lineup is just lethal. Ozzy Albies now bouncing back. He's got nine home runs. So they're just really good. And I've, I said going into the year, they were better than the Mets. They're better than the Mets right now. I'm still hoping that the Mets can turn things around because if you look at the Mets right now, they've they're above 500 and they basically haven't had their rotation the entire year. Verlander is going to make his debut Thursday. Scherzer has been on the IL and now suspended 10 games, so he's just coming back. I mean, not that Carrasco counting off for much, but he's hurt. He should be (laughs) back next week. So right now at this moment, Senga is the only guy that was in the rotation to start the year. I mean, they're throwing Joey Lucchese, and um, I mean McGill is okay. I'm fine with him. They had to set Peterson down because he was ineffective. So they've had a lot of issues with their pitching staff, and they've been able to stay afloat. And yes, some of the opponents they've played have been weak, but they've also played some good teams. But they have a nice stretch coming up here. I think it's Detroit, the Rockies, the Reds, and I think another bad team. They got to take advantage. Because the Braves are just pounding everyone right now.
0: Um, yeah, they are. Um, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that uh, that that Escobar thing. You know why your Mets stayed in it as as well as they did and gave you like an entertaining game? Why? Because I fucking bet the Braves on the run line that game. <laughs> I, bet <laughs> so Baves, I, I bet the Braves. I bet. I bet the Braves screwed you. So so here's uh, Escobar screwed me. AJ Minter screwed me. Like that's he has not been good lately. All right, so here's so here here, here's what it is. and this is this is what what you know is is just driving me absolutely bonkers right now. Last week, it started last week. um I think it was Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. um, you know, we talked about this on the podcast last week. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the Rangers bullpen just blew up against Cincinnati. three straight games, three straight games. I had I had a run line bet. I had a money line bet. I went back and I did another. Uh, run line bet and and each time in the eighth inning or beyond it, it fell apart for me. Then, then I went and, and I and I got you know hot for like three days, and then all of a sudden it started to fall apart on me again. Um, Sunday, you know, Sunday when the White Sox put five runs up on Jalen Beeks, what the fuck is Jalen Beeks still doing in the game at that point? Why are you letting him give up this many runs? So they end up giving away the game to the White Sox. I had the Rays on the run line in that bet, and then boom! I had Braves on the run line against the Mets, and Escobar hits that one off of Minter. And then later on that night, I had the Yankees on the money line against the Guardians, and uh, and and they let they they put Domingo Herman out for the ninth inning, um, and then he ends up putting runners on. Then Clay Holmes can't get the runners out, and he ends up like. You know, dealing with like the bases loaded and giving up runs, and then they bring in—I was it Wiley Peralta, Willie Peralta—and he fucking walks a run in. So I've had this like this just stretch where it's just—it's not a bad bet, it's a bad beat. You know, like bullpens blowing up, and these bullpens should not have done that coming into that game. And you know, the Rangers, their bullpen had like a two ERA for the season. They were hot. They were play, They were pitching well. They weren't overworked. So I don't know what the fuck happened to them. But then, yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at these bullpens and the meltdowns. And it was just it was it was like one thing after another, after another. And I mean, listen, I was up. I don't know. I it was like 15 units after the uh, after the first week, uh, first two weeks of the season. And then all of a sudden it started to like systematically fall apart on me. And I'm down now. I'm only down a couple of units it's not huge, but like the, the to be up 15 units and then to you know to still bet steadily or whatever and then to just get hit with these fucking bad beats it's making me nuts now normally I would just walk away for a couple of days right not write anything not, not or not not write not not make a single bet just go and watch baseball and just enjoy it not you know do that clear my head and and you know whatever and then I'll get back on it but because i'm doing the best bets you know every single day over at fantasy alarm i'm obligated to continue pulling these you know putting these articles out every single day and so i'm just like i'm in this rut and there's no time to just clear my head and uh, and just back the fuck off um you know and and do it that way so you know, I'm like, I'm just, it's its really starting to weigh on me a little bit. Not in the sense of like, oh my God, I can't bet baseball. Blah, 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 blah. No, just in the fact of like, I need to just take a break and take a step back. I know you're going to start helping with the article now. Um, but I need to take that step out, clear my mind and and do that. I mean, what do you do? What do you do when you get like into a rut? You hit, you hit a rut last year with a... With basketball, right? You were just, you know, the props were just getting housed on you.
1: Oh, yeah. It happens every year. I mean, again, when you're talking a basketball season that starts in October and runs till June, you're going to hit a dry spot. I don't care who you are. You know, if someone says they don't, they're lying. It's just the way it is. There are times where you just are on fire and you're hitting a large percentage of bets. But there are periods where you just can't get anything right and there are bad breaks. But I wanted to follow up because I, unless I miss it, I noticed. So you talked about the bullpens. Have you ever thought about doing first five innings? Because, you know, the starting pitchers are really going to have more of an impact. I haven't seen that in your write-ups, at least not that much. Is that something you consider? Maybe the first five run line, first five money line?
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely thought about doing that and just kind of clipping the game. In that sense, you know, I mean, I, I just got to a certain point where, yeah, I mean, it's like you just don't want bullpens costing you. And I've done the first five, you know, or I've like switched over and I've done like a team total instead. Right. And uh, and and go from there. I mean, maybe that's that's kind of the way I'm going to have to at least kind of, at least tilt it here and there over the next couple of days and just kind of eliminate the the bullpen aspect of it. Because, yeah, it was just, I mean. Uh, or maybe I just start dipping into some more props instead. There's got to I just I need to just switch it up from what I'm doing right now and just get out of this rut. Yeah, I mean,
1: try something different. Um look at a different, you know, like you said run total first five, team total. Um yeah, definitely look at something different. I mean, I'll tend to do that at times as well. Um but yeah, it's it's tough because you just like you feel like you can't get anything right. It's the worst feeling in the world. And that is when you do need to, again, when you're doing content and you're doing it every day, it's different, but there are times where um you just step away and you say, you know what, I'm not going to bet anything today for mentally, because, you know, when you're placing that bet, you're sitting there. And especially if you're watching the game or following it closely, you're sweating it. And that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of up and down. So Sometimes you just need to get away from it. I mean, there definitely have been days over the last few weeks where I've just taken the whole day off. I think Saturday was one of those days because I went out for a friend's birthday. So I said, you know what? I don't need to sit here stressed. If I'm going to bet when I come back home because it was like a brunch thing, I'll make a bet at night. So um, it is good sometimes to get away because it can be distracting. It can consume. You know, again, I'm very competitive and I hate to lose. So even if the bet is fucking $1, I don't want to fucking lose.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. It's, you know what it's, I'm
1: saying? I don't want to lose. Look, I fucking and, hate and, it. And
0: I'll tell you what, you know, the funny thing is, is that if this was just me, might be okay. Nah. All right. I, I'm, I'm not okay if it's st-
1: just me. And I, you know, again, we both provide content for people, you know, I'm putting stuff, uh, you know, I've done stuff for a fantasy alarm. And like you said, I will continue to do so. And I put stuff on my social medias with videos. So yeah, you know, if people are tailing and following, you know and I don't have success, I feel bad. It's the same thing in fantasy advice. You I
0: feel know? bad. I feel like a fucking schmuck.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, at the same time, here's the opposite, though. If someone hears this and they start attacking you, that's different. Again, ultimately, it's your decision. You can say, I trust Howard. I trust Adam. I'm going to tell them. And there are, I feel like the people that follow us, for the most part, and maybe you agree, disagree, especially people that subscribe to Fantasy Alarm, they're very understanding. And I think it's because... They followed us for years and they see our track record and they go, you know what? Most of the time they're right more than they're wrong. It's going to happen. I trust them. So it's the people that just start following you, though. So say maybe someone saw you uh, to start the year scorching and tearing it up like, oh, wow, look at this guy, man, I'm following him. And now you go through this streak and like, what the fuck? What happened to you? So,
0: like, that's, <laughs> exactly. that's as soon as we subscribe, yeah. you start fucking losing. That's that. That's, like, that's the, the thing. Yeah. And it's so funny, man, because that's the only thing that's in my head about this right now. And, you know, and, and, and I'll say this, because there are some people who will go out there and they'll make they'll make like 10 picks for a day. They'll throw you, you know, eight different props and two game bets. And and they'll just they'll be like, here, this is this is what you got. Right and and I don't know if they're not playing it themselves or whatever. They just they you know they walk away, and that's it. And boom, it's like blank slate, and they feel good. Me, I'm like drilling myself in the head because I feel like yeah, i I feel like I started off the season so hot that we probably did rope in a couple of subscriptions just based on uh, you know off of that. And I mean, listen, I, you're right. The Fantasy Alarm family is fucking amazing. Shout out to Glenn K. Uh, who who wrote me about something completely different. But like the first line in his email was, dude, don't let these bets get to you. It'll come back around. It always does. You know, so like I get that kind of, you know, the encouragement from, from you know, this guy who's been, you know, obviously with part of the family for an extended period of time. But yeah, it's like, it's it's the new people who come in. I mean, I'm not like one of those people. I try not to be one of those people who always wants to be liked by everybody. But fuck, man, you know? <laughs> Like it's like driving me nuts that like any new subscribers who are coming in, uh, you know, are probably like, what the fuck is this? I totally got, you know, rooked on this one here. Ah, ah, making me man, nuts, it Adam.
1: It's just maintaining confidence and understanding that it's going to turn around. But yeah, I've been there, man. It just, you just feel like I can't get anything right. Like the process, the reasoning behind the bets all makes sense. And then, something goes wrong and it's worse too. like where you get hooked or it's like one little thing that goes wrong um and again anyone who has been uh betting for a while has been through this uh if you haven't you're a liar because like everyone goes through even the best players the most successful they're going to go through periods where it's a struggle and you know your read on things are wrong or it's it just happens unfortunately yeah it's it's the worst feeling especially when you're providing content yeah
0: Oh, dude, like I and I know like in football season, I'll go like three straight weeks with like, oh, uh, 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 like what the hell just happened there? And then I'll get right back on it, you know, and I and I know that that's the same case here with baseball. It's just like I said, it's just we're at that point, right? It's like the, the, the first, you know, first month of the season, you know, shit's real busy with Fantasy Alarm and, you know, and, and the work that we're doing alongside Sirius XM and the Better Sports Network. So we're, you know. Like in a in a in a million different things, and so, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's just one of those moments where yeah, I I I, I know I can rationalize it. Put me on the therapist couch right now, and I can totally rationalize. Streaks happen. Go ahead, take your time, clear your mind, and you'll be okay. Like I know that for a fact, but you know, it's still when you're like in that shit right then and there. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just figure out what days you can. <laughs> You can give me the best bets here. Like basketball season can't come to a close enough for crying out loud.
1: <laughs> yeah. But we're still a month and a half away. Yeah. Well, really I can't, spread it I, can, out. I, I can't
0: mean, wait that month and a half.
1: So, I mean, geez, like the, the Knicks are off. And then uh, three days, the Suns, uh Suns nuggets are off three days. Like they're really spreading it out.
0: At least hockey is dead to me now. I don't have to worry about the Stanley Cup anymore.
1: Dude, that was just such a pathetic performance by the Rangers in Game 7. It was so bad. They were getting dominated from beginning to end. And the only reason why it stayed 1-0 for a little bit was because of Shesterkin. I mean, that was just an abysmal performance by the Rangers. I I don't know if there's a more disappointing Game 7 that I can remember in my life for one of the teams I root for. I mean, that was just really bad.
0: I mean, they... They could have they could have lost that game 10 nothing. they should have lost that game 10 nothing I mean it was it was so bad so you were on air with with Fencedy, uh, doing the uh, the fantasy alarm better cast show on Sirius XM. uh shout that one out you guys eight to 10 p.m Eastern right after me and Jim Bowden. so you get a four hour fantasy alarm block that's just absolutely fucking phenomenal over on Sirius XM. So six to eight p.m Eastern is me and Jim Bowden. 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, it's uh, it's Adam and, and Justin Fensterman. Um, and, you know, and you guys were doing the, uh, you know, you're doing all the the basket. It was like a lot of basketball talk going on. But then you guys drifted into hockey and you guys went to the game. Like, I mean, like, like, so like I had to turn off the broadcast because, you know, Sirius XM has like that three minute delay. And so while you're sitting there, you know, you're like, yeah, let's go to the game right now. Uh, you went to the game that happened like three minutes ago for me. So I couldn't I couldn't listen and watch the game at the same time. It kind of threw me off in a in a little bit of a way, but I, you know, so I turned that off. And, and then I, to be perfectly honest, I think it was the, the Rangers went down to nothing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go help my fucking wife cook dinner right now. Like I, I can't be sitting here watching this. This is gonna make me insane. I didn't even put any action on it. It was just Emotion. I even sent you the text. I'm like, "Fucking Rangers are getting worked right now." I have like all these images in my head: Matto, 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 and all I got was kicking the balls, kicking the balls, kicking the balls. We just we looked like shit.
1: Yeah, it was really disappointing, man. You know, Game Seven, um, but they basically lost. I would say Games Three and Four. I mean, you win two games in Jersey on the road, you go up two zero. And then you don't even win a game at the Garden. I mean, I knew they were in trouble there once uh, they it got to 2-2. And then, you know, obviously Devils take game five at home. Sure, great. Rangers play great at home. Game six, sure. But that was just a real disappointing series. And I knew it was going to be tough. I know Jersey is good. I hate the setup for the NHL playoffs that they changed, where it's all the div- in division for the first two rounds. It's so stupid because I mapped it out. And not that it would have been easier, but I believe, I think if they had done it the traditional way that they used to have one versus eight, two versus seven, I think they would have played Toronto in the first round. Not that that would have been easy, you know, Toronto won their first round. Uh, But again, it's, it's not excuses. I've been saying it since they instituted this format, but it was a a tough first round. Um, But no excuses. They, they gave it, they gave it away in a sense. I, I don't know if they gave it. Devils were the better team through seven games, but you know, you're up 2-0. You win two games on the road, man. And you can't come back home and get one? That's really what fucked them.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was a, an outright disaster. Now I'm looking at, like, the NHL, and it's like, all right, so Toronto's the odds-on favorite. Okay, and they lost on. game one
1: of the Panthers, who fucking beat the Bruins, bro. The Bruins <laughs> were up three games was, to was, one. Was
0: Johnny Van Beesbrook in net?
1: I, I don't think so. Shit, man. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, did you see that stat, too, that now the best team in every sport, the best regular season ever, none of them have won a title? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the President's Trophy winners. Well, no, not even that. Well, yes, the President's Trophy has been a curse. But I'm saying in the four major sports, so the best, most wins all the time was the Mariners. They didn't win a title. The Patriots were undefeated. Lost. They lost to the Giants. The Now you have the Bruins this year. They had the best. Record most points all the time, they lost. And the NBA, the Warriors, when they were 73-9, and they lost. Crazy, man. So you don't want that historic season. (laughs) You want to be – No, you don't. You want to sneak in as a wild card and get hot.
0: You spend all your capital winning the regular season. And, you know, I mean, I remember when the Rangers – twice I watched the Rangers win the President's Trophy – Um, after, was it after winning the Stanley cup or maybe it was before, right before they won the Stanley cup. I can't remember that they they won the president's trophy at one point, uh, and then, you know, got knocked out of the playoffs and then they did it again Uh, a couple of years ago. They won the president's trophy and they made it to the conference finals. They made This was the fight thing. The Rangers made it to the conference finals and lost the year they won the president's trophy. This is after 2000. Um, they're the only team to win the president's trophy to get beyond the second round. Do
1: you know when the like, last time the president's trophy team won the Stanley Cup? Um, I'm
0: going to go with uh, 1964, and it was the <laughs> Montreal Canadiens.
1: It's not that bad. 2012-2013 um, <laughs> Blackhawks.
0: Oh, but, yeah, thanks for fucking Patrick Kane. Could that dude have looked any more sluggish in that yeah. Game 7?
1: Oh, man. So disappointing, man.
0: I'm bitter, man. I'm not even like I don't. I don't give a shit. I, you know. I hope it's Toronto and Edmonton and Canada. just can just keep the fucking sport.
1: I don't even know who to root for now. I can tell you this: it ain't the Devils. Uh, that's no, no, I no. no. It's
0: never the Devils.
1: I want them to get knocked out. I don't even know who are. I mean, Toronto hasn't won in a long time, and they tend to choke every year. And they already lost Game One. Uh, I guess, I guess them. I mean, in the West, Seattle Kraken expansion team. Right
0: well there you go it's going to be the Panthers against the Kraken.
1: Imagine, oh my god hockey will get no ratings. I mean None look at these teams. Look at these teams that are left. Vegas who's been at a team for a few years I know they've been good. Edmonton I mean I obviously have a good history. Dallas Stars, Seattle Kraken, the Carolina Hurricanes, yeah, the Devils, the Maple Leafs and the Panthers. Oh my god. Like I guess the Maple Leafs and Edmonton have the richest history of these teams.
0: Well, they've got the richest history, but they also have the marquee players. You got Austin yeah, Matthews, Matthews on Toronto. You got Connor McDavid uh, for for Edmonton. So you know, I'm you know, along with um, oh, what's his face? Can't I remember? Oh, Drysital. So I mean, you know, to me, it's like okay, I'd rather see those two teams in there because I know that it's fast paced I know they're big stars. Uh, you know, around that, the
1: league. Would that be the best? I mean, I don't, obviously the NHL doesn't do great ratings and I don't think any of these matchups will help, but that's gotta be the most appealing, right? For, for the NHL, Toronto Edmonton. Yeah. A hundred percent. I guess because of the players. Yeah. But I, I guess it would lose the U S viewer unless you're a diehard hockey fan. Like, I, I don't know how much Stanley cup I'm going to watch. Together.
0: I, if it's Toronto Edmonton, I'll watch all seven games. Okay. So there you go. I mean, if, if, if that's the case, if it's those two teams, but you throw the, I mean, listen, if you throw the Kraken in there or the Panthers in there, maybe I will also, because they're just these like, you know, Cinderella stories that nobody thought had a, even a remote shot. Panthers have a hot goalie right now. That's what's going on over there. That's crazy.
1: Um, Three games to one. They were down to the Bruins and they won. And then when it came seven on the road, man. That is in insane. overtime. In overtime, yeah.
0: they tie it up with less than a minute to go, and then they 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 nail it in overtime.
1: Jeez. what? It. Like, so you have to say the broom season was a failure, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I mean, this came up where I guess Giannis and Tana Cooper had a quote last week where they were asked him if it's a failure. He's like, failure? What are you talking about? Like, and I understood his quote. It's probably what you don't want to hear because if LeBron James said that shit, he would get fucking roasted. Sure. Um, but I I understood what he said, but I'm, I think the Bucks season was a failure. I mean, you were the number one seed and you lost in the first round. So it's a failure. I know you could say, well, it's a failure for every team that doesn't win the championship. It's kind of unfair. But again, you're the Bruins. You had 135 points and 65 wins and you had a three games to one lead. I mean, it's obviously worse than the Bucks. You know, Bucks were pretty much down and Giannis wasn't 100%. No excuse, but the Bruins, man, that is just, to not even get out of round one and you're up three games to one against the Panthers team that you had 43 more points than. God, man, ah, these regular seasons, bro. It's just like, ah, it just sneak in and get hot, man, especially in the NHL. We see it all the time. You get that hot goalie, man, you you can make a run.
0: You can definitely do it. It's definitely, you know, so, I mean, you know, I'll just kind of, I'll just monitor this shit now, but I'm not, I'm not investing any time watching any of these games. Sorry, hockey, you know, I, you know, I'm, and it's I'm a great to- playoff
1: sport. It really is. a game. Oh, I, such a great say, playoff I say this all the time.
0: If, I know there's people who don't
1: watch hockey at all. Try and at least watch a playoff game. Even if you don't want to watch the whole game, tune in for the third period, especially if you see an overtime and watch it. It is a really good action to watch.
0: And to me, uh, you know, and I'll say this also, uh, as much as I love baseball and football and, you know, going to a live hockey game is the best. Like that's 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 the sport that I love. Just going to games nonstop. You don't go much, right? Because there's nothing there. There's nothing here. What am I going to travel down to fucking San Jose now? How far is that trip? I don't know, it's probably like a like a half hour, 40 minutes oh, away. That's
1: not even bad. I thought you were gonna say three hours. You won't go 30 to 45 minutes.
0: Well, see, the by the time I I, I would have to leave and go right down there by myself, excuse me, by myself. My wife's not coming to a game. She doesn't want to, she doesn't give a shit about the sharks. She hates hockey. You wouldn't go to a game by yourself? Oh, I would totally go to a game by okay. myself. Don't be like Fensty. Okay. Before you get to that, before okay. you guys, I'll just say this. All right, because we're going to transition to basketball anyway. um, To talk about that, the only salvation that the only solace that I take in the Bucks losing is that Fensty fucking stole that pick from us in the uh, in the FSGA sports book, and I'm glad that he loses it now.
1: Yeah, it's karma. I mean, we took the Bucks to come out of these, so we lost that too. But
0: (laughs) well, I mean, that was like our consolation prize because we were all locked in for our number one pick, and then we knew you even said it. That like that day before the draft, you're like, ah, oh, Fenty fucking takes this pick. I'm going to kill him. Oh, that's exactly what he did. So, Bucks losing. I'm okay with that. Looking at the, at, at, at the, the, I guess, are, are these the conference finals now? Semi, are these are semifinals. The, these are the semis. All right. So, Sixers Celtics, that's got all the earmarks of being a great series. Um, Lakers Warriors that's got all the earmarks of being a great series. It looks like the Suns might get bounced. Is uh, is Chris Paul hurt? Dude, there's yeah. so much here. They're like, I'm not even a basketball guy. And I'm like, oh, shit, I know what's going on.
1: Yeah, Chris Paul's hurt once again. It happens every year in the playoffs. He gets injured. So, yeah, I think the Suns are in big trouble. The one thing that I think the schedule really helped them here, though, because – uh, they have three days off between game two and three, so they get to go home. And this is what I said when the trade happened. I was very concerned about the depth of the Phoenix Suns. They have no bench, and it is a major problem. Now, your stars play more minutes in the postseason, but if you have to play long series and you have to exert those stars playing a lot, it's a, it can catch up to you as you go along. So right now... Booker and Durant have played the most minutes in the playoffs. Those guys, uh, I think, is that game Friday, I think? I think it's Friday. I'm telling you right now, Booker and Durant are going to play 44, 45 minutes. There's no doubt in my mind. And I think they probably win game three because of that. But if Chris Paul is going to be out, not that he is, is great anymore. He's still good. But now you have to go into your bench, which is giving you nothing. So I think they are in trouble. But you're right. The other three series, even Knicks Heat, you know, Knicks had to win game two. Like, you yeah. they, they were playing from behind most of the way, but they were able to pull it out. Jimmy Butler didn't play. Maybe Butler is back next game after that ankle injury. But that looks like a series that can go deep. Lakers Warriors is going to be phenomenal. Obviously, from a ratings perspective, Curry versus LeBron. And the Lakers were able to win game one on the road in Golden State, which I said it. I said it before the game. I said, look, if there's a game, the Lakers could steal it's game one because the Warriors had to go seven games with the Kings. They just played Sunday. And then two days later, they had to come back and play game one. And you figure that could be some tired legs and the Lakers defense since the trade deadline has been one of the best. And they did a really good job on that late possession to double Curry, get the ball out of his hands. And Jordan Poole took a long three where he had time. I didn't like the shot. Um, I think he could have dribbled up a little bit, maybe get a better look. There was time. He missed the shot, but that's what you want. You don't want Curry taking the shot there. So Lakers defense did great. Anthony Davis was dominant, but problem with Anthony Davis and the guys on TNT last week were talking about this really good discussion. Barkley, Shaq, Kenny Smith, and they were saying how a few years ago when Davis was on the Pelicans, they all felt, hey, in three, four years, this guy, Fuck.
0: <laughs> Met game going on as we're recording, folks. Met yeah. game going on.
1: Yeah, and it was five-four. Eighth, and Adevino just gave up a game, a go-ahead single. They had second and third, and I think it was Eric Haas two-run single. So now Detroit's up six-five. Bottom eight.
0: Damn it. <laughs> well, that's all right. If it makes you feel any better, I'm looking at the uh the fucking Astros being shut out by the Giants. Um, which I, I figured it'd be a, a lower scoring game and I'm fine with that. But the fact that the giants have two runs on, on, on Valdez, a lefty, it's a, uh, it's, it's a bit of a shock for me. Yeah. I think I bad. only bet, I bet the under on that game. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not feeling good about the bullpens.
1: Yeah. A lot. Of, I mean, the Astros just are you know dealing with a lot of interest in the pitching staff. Obviously the offense is not the same. Uh, But with Anthony Davis, the problem I have with Anthony Davis is his inconsistency. And they talked about it. They said when he was the Pelicans, he looked like a guy that could be the best player in the sport in three, four years. And we just don't see the consistency. Like, yes, uh, game one, 30 points, 23 rebounds, five assists, four blocks, 44 minutes, 11 to 19 from the field. Absolutely dominant. But if you look at the Memphis games, 22, 12 rebounds, seven blocks, game one. Game two, 13 points, nine rebounds. What? Okay. Game three, 31.17 rebounds. Game four, four of 13 from the field, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Okay. Game five, 31 points, 19 rebounds. Game six, 16 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks, nine shots from the field. I mean, it was a blowout in 28 minutes, but that's the problem, man. Like where is the consistency? This is a guy that can go out and dominate and Maybe against Golden State, it happens more because they really don't have anyone that can guard them. You know, Kavan Looney has been an absolute beast on the glass, and I've been playing that prop a lot, but he doesn't have the, the foot speed to keep up with Dante Davis. Draymond Green is too small. Um, I'm looking at a game where Davis faced Golden State in March, and he had 39 points, eight rebounds, six assists. But then he had another game against them where he had 12 points, 12 rebounds. Like the inconsistency of Davis. Is just the one concern I have because you're not getting 30-23 from him every night. So and Golden State's a tough team to beat. Uh but
0: I mean it, is is basketball. Let me ask you this because I, you know, I, I didn't play past junior high. Okay. And, and that was it. Because I, you know, no three-point shot, and I was the shortest kid in the fucking in, in the city. Um, and so I uh I you know I, I didn't play. I mean, is it that fucking taxing on these guys? that that they need two or three days off in between games like is this, not, or is this strictly is this strictly like the nba with like a money grab and stuff yeah, like TV, that because TV. you're talking about anthony davis inconsistency so i'm wondering well is it because i mean he's he's an injury prone guy is it because he plays all out and his body is all banged up that two days later he still hasn't fucking recovered from that 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 game is it that physically taxing um, or is this just, you know, is this just a money grab for the NBA and we have to sit and suffer like this?
1: TV. Like, so you got Wednesday night, there's one game Thursday night. There's one game. <laughs> I mean, really? So they're extending it to, for TV purposes. It it doesn't have to, we know that these sports don't care about health. We, we went through this with the NFL with the Thursday night game. You know, they could sit there and say, yeah, we can't, no, you don't, you're fucking play three, three days later. I mean, come on, you don't give a shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. With Danny Davis, though, it's just, I, I don't know why. Cause we saw it in the regular season. He had stretches where he dominated for like two weeks at a time. And I was playing his props every night, like points, rebounds. Like he went through a ridiculous stretch, especially when LeBron was out. But it just feels like uh, we don't get that. This, I don't know if it's effort or, I mean, third, again, how's he should never be taking 13, 14 shots from the field? Like it doesn't make sense. Right. So, I mean, that's so that's my concern. But I do think the Lakers have a shot to win this series. Uh, taking game one was av- obviously huge for them. Um, and, and the Warriors, they they had some issues in that first round against the Kings. They weren't good in the half court offense and the Kings are not a good defense. So I know everyone's pointing to the Warriors like, oh, they're going to win it now. Look at the teams that are out. But I'm not so sure, man. I, I still have some questions about this Warriors team. Curry bailed them out in Game Seven. Like they didn't really get a lot from anyone else. Curry needed fifty points for them to advance. So, um, I think this is, but this is clearly the most interesting series in this round: Lakers Warriors. Obviously, the Curry LeBron storyline.
0: Yeah, but um, I mean, come on, no, I mean Sixers Celtics is a is a pretty tight series too. I think it should. Well, Joel- especially with Embiid banged up still.
1: Well, okay, so we're recording here on Wednesday. The game is Wednesday night. As of right now, I don't think he's officially been ruled in for what I've seen, but he said he's going to play. He was named the MVP on Tuesday night. Uh, He said he's going to play. So the Sixers taking game one was an absolute huge win, man. I mean, that was definitely surprising. Celtics were 10-point favorites at home, and the Sixers went in there. James Harden, best game I've seen him have in a long time. Titus postseason career at 45 points. I mean, Harden has been kind of banked up, I felt, over the last month. Man, he just took over that game. But I think one of the problems the Celtics have is uh, Joe Mazzula, first-year coach, you're starting to see the cracks. Um, I mean, how do you not double Harden? The guy's lighting it up, and they couldn't find a a way to defend him. And The Celtics just seem like on paper they're the best team in the East right now, but something seems off with this team that I feel like – I mean, they can still get to the finals, but something just doesn't seem right with this team.
0: All right, I, I you know I don't I don't really know. I just I have to just take your word for it. I mean they they <laughs> went to they,
1: I mean they went to seven games at Atlanta in round one. I mean that should not have happened. Um, I I, I guess not. I mean, I think really. – okay, yeah, let me you know give you. Boston I just t- I'm just
0: like, all right, the Knicks are still in it. I'm yeah. still
1: interested. Yeah, I mean, look, I. I thought before the series, the Knicks would win this series. I mean, Miami's got like no Tyler Hero, no Victor Oladipo. Butler's now got a bad ankle. And Randall came back and played great. Uh, But man, this Miami team, man, uh, Jimmy Butler is a hell of a fucking player, man. I mean, what he did in round one, just watching that. I mean, he. there were games he just could have missed shots and he just took over. He really, they, he really is a different player in the postseason. It's insane. It just, he can take over games. Uh, so that's going to be a tough series. I really thought the Knicks were going to win as soon as I saw that matchup, but watching the way Miami has played and without Butler, they stayed in there. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, but look, there is hope, you know, I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but there is a shot that the Knicks get to get to the finals, man. They if, really. If they get, yeah, I think there's a shot. I Does Embiid it.
0: need to be hurt for the the conference semis?
1: Well, if they they had now again, the regular season is different. The Knicks played Boston very well this year. They might. I, did they win the season series? They might have. I know they played them very well this year. So um, there's a shot. Where I would have said before the playoffs, nah, it's not going to happen. I think there's a, a small shot it happens.
0: I'm not uh, that predicting that. That would be fantastic. I mean, at least just to, for, for keeping my interest as much as possible.
1: Although the Miami Philly would be interesting because Butler played for Philly and they decided to not keep him. So. I can see, but they're like, yeah, okay. I'm gonna show you. So that would be a very interesting series.
0: Oh, definitely. Okay, all right. See, see, I'm intrigued. It's like playoff time. I'm intrigued again. Anything? When was the last time you and I got this far into a podcast and we didn't actually speak about anything fantasy baseball or uh, related, except for the fact of like how to get out of a of, of a betting slump? But that was more about being in a betting slump than it was really baseball. I just need to be distracted from baseball.
1: Yeah, I understand that. You're a Yankees fan, too, and they're struggling right now, too. Oh, my
0: God, dude. This dude, they're bad, bro. Remember, what was it? I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, what a great fucking time to be New York sports fan. Blah, blah. Now the Rangers are out. You got the Knicks who are in it, but, I mean, you know, we, we know that Jimmy Butler is a tall order. Um, the, the Mets are – the Yankees are – I'm like, what the fuck, dude?
1: Well, look – this i'm not used to seeing a yankees lineup being put put out there like this and i know judges hurt stands hurt but every fucking team has injuries man every team like i don't even know who's the healthiest team in baseball right now i have no idea it's Hits the pirates I, they lost their best player, o'neill cruz oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well <laughs> not that he's any he's not great but they lost jt brubaker um, oh,
0: don't even brew Baker be here. All right. Best team with the least amount of injuries. Let's see. I mean, Orioles have injuries too. Yeah. Yeah. Rays are dealing with injuries. And then Pete Fairbanks was put on the aisle today. Um, I think the Orioles haven't yeah. been dealing with like a world of injuries. I
1: guess so. Yeah. Right. I can't think of any major injury they've had.
0: No, me neither. Um. No, everybody. I'm like, I'm like going through the teams and I'm looking through them all. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's hurt. This guy got hurt. This guy got hurt. Is this, is this that moment here where we, uh, where we turn around and we say that, you know, there's, there's more injuries today than any other year that we've ever done this.
1: Yeah. I mean, we say it every year, but I did see a number that did show more injuries at this time in baseball compared to the last few years. So, but it just seems like it happens. I think it happens in every sport now. We're dealing with in the NBA too. Like every, almost every NBA team has had a star. Not only, not a player, a star. Randall's missed games and beats missed games. Oh, the Celtics really haven't had anyone sit out, right? Yeah. Um, Denver hasn't either. Um, but yeah, Butler's been out. But it feels like even in the, Chris Paul's out now. So like every... Every team um, has had, like, a star injury here in the playoff set. But I think the thing that's intriguing about the NBA this year is we don't have a clear-cut favorite. You know, in years past, people would complain about the NBA. Oh, we know who's going to win the championship. It's going to be Golden State this year. It's going to be Cleveland with LeBron. Why am I going to watch? I don't – I can't even tell you who's going to win right now. I don't know. It could be the Celtics. It could be Denver. It could be the Warriors. Maybe it's the Lakers maybe Philly. I mean, it's, it's not clear cut. Who's going to win right now. And I think that's what makes it interesting because in the past, that would be the big complaint I heard from people, about the NBA, Oh, we know who's going to win. It's a star driven league. And it is a star driven league, but fucking Mets lost. God damn it.
0: And all I'm thinking about right now is you and I doing an entire podcast in those voices, the voice that you just did, There's somebody whining and complaining in the voice that I usually do. It's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I I think we need to do a whole podcast with just those two fucking voices. Oh, man. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Losing to the Tigers sucks. Dude. Dude. It's, uh, I mean, what do you know? This was was Scherzer's. Oh, no, it was Lucchese Lucchese today. Scherzer tonight? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's what it is. Okay. Ah, you fucking threw Joey Lucchese at him. I mean, it's Joey Lucchese. It's
1: yeah, we went Joey Wentz. I mean, Javier Baez fucking... At least his.
0: Joey Wentz is a decent prospect.
1: Yeah, with a 6.670 ERA. I mean, well, they I
0: scored mean, he's, five
1: he's, runs off him. They didn't get a run off the bullpen. They let the they let the bullpen throw three scoreless innings. That's where they lost it. Like, they should have tacked on more runs. I mean, Adovino's got to shut it down in the eighth, but... Um, yeah, I mean, and Javier Baez, of course, hits his first home run. Revenge game against the
0: Mets. <laughs> Alex Lang with his fourth save. Here, Okay, here's the thing. So, talking
1: some baseball out. I'm pretty sure the Mets are going to make the playoffs. Do you agree? Uh, um, sure. For the
0: okay. sake of the conversation. No, yes. be, uh, be
1: honest. I mean, again. Verlander has yet to make his debut. Uh-huh. has missed most of the season, so you get those two back. Yes, can they each get hurt again? Absolutely. But
0: I was, was going to say, you want me to throw something at you here because this is actually kind of uh, of interesting. We've seen the issues that obviously with Lance McCullers, but this year now, so Verlander got hurt. He started off on the IL. Um, they just lost uh, Luis Garcia to the IL
1: and Jose Arquiti.
0: and Jose Arquidi. Um and and Bowden was like he he kind of opined that is there you know is there something that we need to know about these Houston pitchers now um and, and you know and and how much how much concern should you have over Houston making the playoffs so you know my question is is that Houston and the and the Mets actually have the exact same record mm-hmm. okay um both dealing with pitching injuries right. right now the question is is what happens like if if Verlander does stay out longer and but Verlander's Scherzer making doesn't... his debut tomorrow. What's that? He's
1: making his debut. Right, but I first... mean, if
0: he, if, he, if there is a, a recurring problem. So okay. if Verlander, like, let's say he throws and he, you know, gets those like two starts and all of a sudden it's like his arm's barking again, blah, blah, blah. You deal with that kind of a thing because that's what's going on with the Houston guys. So, I mean, basically, and then the question is, is you know, Scherzer, we saw Garrett Cole was like a piece of shit. After the spider tack incident, so if Scherzer was using stuff and now he's got to be uber careful coming off of a ten game suspension from it, um, what happens if Scherzer just doesn't have it anymore?
1: Um, yeah, I guess then they could be in trouble. Um, I mean it's kind of looking at the rest of the landscape though, um. But if those guys – look, I agree, I don't – you can say what you want, but I agree with what Scherzer said. He'd have to be an absolute idiot if he was cheating and they checked him, knowing he was going to get checked again to come out and cheat. Like, come on, man. Like, you, you've you heard the guy speak. He's not an idiot. He'd have to be an absolute moron to come out and cheat after they checked him. So, a little
0: reverse – maybe he was doing a little reverse no, psychology. He was like, there's on. no way they're going to check me. Nah,
1: yeah, right. You know – and that that was the umpire – who is the only umpire to eject anyone due to this. Three guys he's ejected. I forgot who it was, the umpire's name. Um, but so I was going to ask you now with the Yankees, do you think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs? They got a tough division. And look, they're one game above 500. It's not like they're 5 under. But they're in last place in the AL East. Uh-huh. Like and we're so used to the Yankees making the playoffs and everyone's be like, oh, it's the Yankees, they'll figure it out. Do you think there's concern about them missing the postseason?
0: I definitely think there's concern about them missing the postseason. I mean, it doesn't sound like Rodon's coming back anytime soon. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, bro. That's a disaster. Uh, Clark Schmidt has been shit. Uh, Severino's still a few weeks away from even even thinking about coming back. I see. But their offense and their pitching. Well, I mean, their offense isn't going to be supportive. I mean, it's the whole team. I mean, once you – I mean, think about it. You take Judge and uh, Stan. and Stan out of the lineup. I mean, where's your power coming from?
1: I mean, if I would have told you Willie Calhoun's going to hit fourth or fifth.
0: No, st- it, stop. It, it's like the right? meanest thing you could have said to me.
1: <laughs> it's Yeah, Fucking it's pretty Willie bad. Calhoun. I mean, look, Volpe has been picking it up a little bit. Homer had two stolen bases. Glaber's been good. Rizzo's been good. They just got Bader back, which should help. But yeah, this offense, though, man. Um, and you gotta wonder how long Judge is gonna be out, too. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not a, it's <laughs> not great, Bob. Not
1: great. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a wild year in baseball. You got Tampa and the Pirates, so the two of the best teams.
0: Well, that's why I'm sitting here, also, and I'm just I'm I'm looking at the. Um, you know, you're just looking at the standings right now and seeing what's going on. Like, all right, Tampa Bay has been fantastic. All right. And and if you just bet Tampa Bay on the money line this year, uh, you'd be way up. Maybe that's what I just need to do. I just need yeah, to right? bet Tampa money line <laughs> and say, you know what, fuck it, man. It doesn't matter if it's minus two sixty-five, just fucking bet it.
1: Yeah. And then you'll profit after three wins.
0: After three wins. Oh, dude. <laughs> I had this. I actually had a, a similar conversation with Corey Parson. Actually, the uh, about this, he's like, "Yeah, no, man, you don't want to be Mister One Ten, but for the same token, you gotta you, you don't want to be throwing parlays all over." I'm like, "Yes, I know. Thank you for pointing that out." But all right, so Rays rock solid, and I de- I definitely think also the books have definitely clamped down. On uh, on on and expose the bottom feeders with the uh, with the lines. I mean the lines are just like a, a, like a nightmare right now, or at least that's how I'm seeing it. Um, so Rays, Orioles, and the Blue Jays, all three right there top the uh, the American League East. I think, I mean that's that's a very very tall order. You, like the Yankees have to have to leapfrog two of three. In order no. to you know No, they get that you can get four teams in. Yeah, I know, but I mean logistically, like when things start happening here I don't know. Just, I mean,
1: I mean, okay, again, you think everybody
0: very, everybody's coming out of the east for the playoffs. They actually the-
1: dude, they can, man, because look at the central, okay. Uh twins are 17 and 13, the Guardians are 14 and 16. The White Sox are probably one of the most disappointing teams in baseball. And I don't know if it's gonna get better. They're nine and twenty one with a minus sixty four run differential. They won two in a row after losing eight straight, but they're and 21 man. Um, so that, I'd say the Central gets one team. And then the West comes down to, as we talked about, you know, is Houston going to be able to turn this around? You know, they'll get all Tuve back soon, but still, you know, Garcia or Keeney out. Um, again, McCullers, okay. I will believe I'll, I'll it when I see it. Yeah, I'm not and, banking on that. And Texas is in first place, but DeGrom is out. So... I don't know how they're doing it. They're plus seventy four. How the fuck are they winning like this? Who they beaten? Um. Okay. They well, they took three or four against the Yankees. They got swept by the Reds.
0: Thank you. Thanks for bringing that up again. That's awesome. Took two and
1: three against the A's. Swept the Royals. Took two. Oh, they played the Royals numerous times.
0: I I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I still think the the Angels and the Mariners, who are sitting there at 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 third and fourth in that division. I think both of those teams need to to go on a surge. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, and, and mariners have been around.
1: disappointing. I thought they would be better. Yeah. I mean, Julio Rodriguez has not been great. I know the home runs and steals have been there, but he's striking out a lot and now he's dealing with a little bit of a back issue. He was scratched from the lineup on Tuesday. Um, Robbie Ray's out for the year. Uh, they lost Andres Munoz in the bullpen. I mean, Castillo's been good. Gilbert gets pushed back like every day. He's always dealing with something. That's not a good sign. Um, the kid Bryce Miller, who they called up, I know was the A's, but he looked dominant in his debut on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, they, they've been at this point. I mean, although Jarrett Kelnick, holy shit, bro. Holy shit's on shit. fire. Man, and they moved him up. He's been hitting two or three. I only have him in one draft Champions League, man. The price tag got so high. But still, man, um, I know we talked about him earlier uh, in one of these podcasts, and we both said, yeah, real deal. You know, he's a prospect, high pedigree, and struggled early. We see it numerous times with these guys. Not everyone comes out and is Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis. Kelnick is crushing it. That's He might be the best. I'm just doing this off the top. I know there's probably a couple other. He might be the best draft pick this year. He was going like round well, in the, in the early D.C.s, he was going like round 18, 19, 20. He started to move up as we got close to the season in the competitive leagues to round 15, round 14. That's going to be a fucking absolute
0: steal, man. That is definitely going to be an absolute steal. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, those are those are the types of picks to make. I mean, listen, we yeah, we talked about it, right? You, you talk about, um, you know, post-type sleepers. And and this is like the, uh, the, the perfect Except Joe example.
1: Adele. Except Joe Adele he doesn't work out <laughs> dude kelnick has 7 homers 5 steals he's batting 309 a 371 obp i mean geez, man if you, you got to be doing well if you have him on your team and you got him for cheap do you even remember AllFan? you did you, you played in the al or nl NO for labor
0: i was in the nl yeah i'm sitting
1: out okay. this year i'm trying to remember what he went for in the auctions. I mean, in a in a mono league, he probably went double digits. But in a mixed, man, I don't even. I wonder what he went for in my labor. You know, I, oh man, I don't even want to look. I'm going to cry. I'd be like, really, I didn't go an extra buck on Kelnick. What an idiot! I mean, it's easy to say now, but no, I think before the year, that was the type of player that you want in those rounds.
0: That's exactly the type of player you want in those rounds. Exactly. That's why I have shares of Kelnick. Uh, you know, in, in multiple spots because he was going in like the 19th, 20th round uh, when I first started doing, you know, like draft champions and and other best ball yes. uh, draft and hold things, you know? So I was like, all right, so I'm g- grabbing him there. And, and, you know, it's like, that's the move where the, where you say, that's why I draft early and not late yes, because, agreed. you know, by the time, I don't know where did, where did, where did, where did Kellnick's ADP finish up in like, I mean, let's just say if we put a date range on, uh, just the uh, the last month of spring training, right? So just the uh, the month of March, let's say.
1: I think I mean I remember in the at least in the high stakes leagues, like fourteenth fifteenth round, he started to move up to. I mean I could quickly see my main event and see if I can find where he went. But yeah, I remember offhand he really started to move up because he I think he
0: was having wasn't he having a great spring too? He was having a great spring, yeah. and then that was that was the thing. There was everybody was like, oh well you know is it going to last or whatever but people started buying into it you know i mean we talked about it i talked about it with with Bowden on air i was like this is the exact type of pick that i want to make because um you know again i'm i'm all about the uh, the post hype sleeper i'm all about you know once, once a guy struggles and everybody gets off of him if you like the player and you like the hit tool or whatever then then you, that's where you that's when you jump on it and that's what you do. Okay, so,
1: so I'm looking at my main event. This was March 18th. He went in the middle of round 15.
0: Yeah, see, that's a great spot. Even it really I mean, is. it's it's not as great as what I'm taking him in the 20th, but still the 15th round for the production that he's giving you and the and the upside of the player himself. That's oh
1: God. I don't want to say who I took over him in round 15.
0: Oh, I can't wait. God tell me. Oh, uh, there's context to it though. <laughs>
1: Ezekiel Tovar. Hey, he hit his first home run yesterday. I know. I need we needed a shortstop. We had no shortstop. And after that, so it was like, I don't even know who's the next shortstop off the board here. It was a while. Yeah, there was really nothing left at shortstop. So damn man. You know what? And I always say this. You know what? Sometimes, well, the thing is, then you need a middle infielder too. But I always say this, and I gotta stick to it. Don't fucking worry about one position, man. Just take the best players and you'll figure it out. There's always someone that comes on waivers. And I always say that because I, when I do draft sometimes with a partner, they'll be like, well, we really need a shortstop here. I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it, man. Like, it's okay. It's a 15-team league. It's a competitive league. Damn, man. And at that point, only had three outfielders. Took Yoshida in round 13. That's been pretty good so far, though. But damn, man. Ugh. That's a, that's like Kelnick right now is a league winning pick. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see you where he went. I'm really going uh,
0: really to see
1: where, I want to see where he went. My great fantasy base momentational. Cause remember that was a few weeks earlier. I guarantee you it's probably 19 or 20. Uh, Where is it? Kelnick. Yep, Round 19 last pick of round 19. And this is a great example. You know, the earlier you draft, yes, you're going to get screwed by an injury, a guy get hurt in the preseason or training camp, but that's four rounds of difference. And I'm sure if we went back and looked at some of the earlier draft champions, it was around 2021. 20, so that's the advantage because spring didn't start yet. Then. Oh, They probably did because this start draft started February 27th. Spring started like a few days later, so maybe there were a few games people saw him. But yeah, that's uh, that's got to be one of the best picks right now in fantasy
0: yeah i would yeah, i would say that i would rank that up there yeah you know what usually at, at this point in time i would uh i would i would look to actually kind of make that assessment like go back and look i haven't had the opportunity or the time to uh to do that but I'm curious to see right now like who would be the uh you know the 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 best spots or you know i guess the best uh the 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 biggest value who's giving you the biggest value so far
1: well, I mean, obviously, there's guys you picked up off waivers, but a lot of it's when did you pick them up off waivers? Like Jake Sawinski has been really good, power and speed. The other guy, Jorge Mateo, and he went in the TGFBI round 18. Um, so, there's probably a lot of good guys off waivers too.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I noticed. I mean, there's too. always, but there's always guys off of waivers. Like waivers is 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 a different story. It's a, it's a different animal. I mean, like who is like you know. Who who was that? Who's that Jared Kellnick? I mean, right now it's Jared Kellnick. Best value value pick that people have made right now. I'm sure that there's like maybe a reliever or somebody uh, late who also went that might be uh, included in that. You know what's crazy? A lot of the top relievers have performed well. We haven't really got like
1: that big saves guy off the waiver wire yet.
0: Hmm. No, we really haven't gotten that big save off the wire. I mean,
1: if you look, like Bednar's been good, Romano's been good. Classe's not getting strikeouts, but he's been good. Um, So a lot of the guys that you took early at closer, uh, Felix Batista, he's been good. So, but again, I didn't look at this in depth, but I got to think, yeah. So I'm looking like at the uh, some of the top offensive players. Yeah, it's. Mateo's definitely been up there. Six homers, 10 steals, and he's hitting .338. That is stunning. Dude,
0: yeah, I said something about that. Bowden still doesn't think he's going to hit. I'm just like, dude, I mean, we're a month into the season right now. He's clearly made some adjustments. We saw that during the spring. Like, what more do you want to see?
1: Damn, wow, Kelnick doesn't rank. Why is it Kelnick ranked so low in this CBS? They have ranked 41st. How? Sitting 308 with seven homers, five steals. I guess, oh, his runs and RBIs are low. That's the Seattle context. But still, man, I mean, looking at the Cody Bellinger's, I guess, a pretty good one. Seven homers, five steals, 303. But he went, like, around 10-11. Nico Horner, two homers, 10 steals. Nico Horner,
0: that's a, that's a good one right mm-hmm. there. Tyro Estrada, who I did like. I have him. Yep, in that's another, I have a lot of shares of him, actually. It's weird. Um, James
1: Altman has been pretty good. Wander Franco, who we both didn't like. But he went, you know, eighth, seventh, eighth round. But, yeah, I and Josh Lowe.
0: I just – they fucking keep sitting this guy, though, man. the Tampa. Alfield, they just have man. too many guys. They I
1: just know. rotate
0: everybody in.
1: I know, and it sucks because I picked up Lowe in a couple leagues, and the guy has just been – every. he's really good, man. I mean, I get if they sit him against some tough lefties, but he's sitting 342. He's got five homers, five steals. Like, But he sat against the righty the other day. But, yeah, I'd say Mateo and Kelnick, of guys who were drafted, have got to be two of the best uh, value picks so far.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Probably a lot more on the pitching side, I would think. Let's see some of the pitchers. I would say Joe Ryan has
0: been really Yeah, good. but, I mean, I feel like I a guess- lot of people were in on Joe Ryan. He I- he had a great spring, uptick in velocity. There was Justin, a lot of buzz Justin on
1: steel. Justin Steele was a late-round pick. You guys got oh, a one four nine ERA at a 0.96 whip. De Sclafani, who I've always liked when he's healthy. I do have him in a league or two. I did bench him against the Astros. That worked out well. He fucking went eight innings. He's got a 2.13 ERA. Um, Bryce Elder, he was more of a pickup, though. He's been really good for Atlanta. Everyone, oh, Jared Schuster, Dodd. Nope, nope it's Elder. Eduardo Rodriguez, too.
0: Fucking Eduardo Rodriguez. <laughs> well, dude, I don't know if you can hear it right now, but all of yeah, a sudden, that's the rain. Turn it, yeah, that's rain on Holy the tin shit. roof here. So, I think I think this is the perfect time to kind of shut it down anyway, because I'm about to uh, I'm about to get out of the shed because lightning's about to strike and it's gonna fry me. And wait be- a second,
1: no, this okay. This is a good tie into last week's podcast. Why do you give a shit? You want to die?
0: It's because I don't, I don't have my shift covered yet for uh, for, for work. Oh, okay. All so right, so I'll tell you what, shift. Adam, if I die before 6 p.m. Eastern tonight, I just need you to do the Fantasy Alarm show for me, all right?
1: Uh, I'll see about that.
0: And believe me, I don't give a shit if I die, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. It's not like I'm running inside for cover, Uh, but I'm sitting here shouting now because I can't hear shit uh, because my mic is picking up all the rain. Yeah, so. it really
1: is. I was like, for a second, I was like, what is that? And I figured it
0: was rain. Yeah, listen. Listen. See, and that was, the, that was the mic off for just a, a split yeah, second. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah, that's pretty heavy shit. Well, I've dealt enough of that shit in fucking New York the last few days, so.
0: Well, then I think this is the perfect time to say thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And, uh, you know, good luck with all of your bets and all of your fantasy leagues and stuff like that. Uh, catch me on the Fantasy Alarm Show, 68 p.m. Eastern. Catch Adam Ronas. Uh, on the Fantasy Alarm better cast from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Um, Adam's going to be jumping in on the MLB Best Bets, so we got everything. You, you guys are going to be more than covered. Uh, trust me. So I'm going to get on out of here. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been the Cash It Podcast. We'll catch you next time.